the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your home for up-to-the-minute market updates. This is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Militants linked to Easter suicide bombings opened fire and set off explosives during a raid by Sri Lankan security forces on a house in the country's east, leaving behind 15 bodies that included six children. The battle comes amid widespread fear of more attacks. Officials are hunting for militants with explosives believed to be still at large. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn says consumers are losing control over their own privacy and identity as they rely more and more on apps to conduct their daily lives on the Internet. They generate massive amounts of data about themselves, and that is the problem. Many companies call this data and use it for a range of purposes without the user's knowledge. Blackburn has proposed the Browser Act to create one single set of rules for the entire Internet administered by one federal agency. This is SRN News. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with uh, great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I, I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High School Sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Join Dr. King Banyan as he shows you economic charts, graphs, and other visual aids you can't see on the radio here on Business 1440. Capitalism is, is not um, immoral. It's amoral. It requires our instruction. Capitalism has taken more people out of poverty than any other ism, but it is a wild beast, and if not tamed, it can chew up a lot of people. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This is 1440. All right. I love that song. We're always happy to have... Uh, actually, this is the first of a double header. We're having... Uh, we're, we're having... Uh, the, we call her uh, the blues traveler slash pension expert, uh, uh, Kim Crocodon from the Center of American Experiment next week. But this week, we get Isaac Orr. 
that's how that's how you market. Good job, Isaac. You there? Yes, I'm here. Awesome, great, good to hear you. Uh, anyway, I, I, I'm complimenting your Twitter handle. That's uh, that's that's how you market, buddy. Good job. Perfect. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Isaac is uh, is with us. Uh, he, along with uh, two other people, published a uh, a, a report uh, uh, at the end of March uh, titled "Doubling Down on Failure." And the subtitle, which is which is kind of like, okay, so here's the whole report in a nutshell: how a fifty percent by 2030 renewable energy standard would cost Minnesota 80.2 billion dollars. Jeez, that's a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of money, Isaac. Um, is that yeah. 80.2 billion dollars? That's is that a year? Is that over 10 years? How, how did you measure that? So that's actually an additional cost. So just take everything that we're already spending on um, electricity generation, add 80 billion to that over the next 31 years, because that's through 2050. Okay, through 2050, that would cost us an additional 80.2 billion dollars. So, Correct. Isaac, I just I just tweeted uh, at 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 uh, our listeners and uh, linked you to it. I put I grabbed the latest page on Minnesota from uh, EIA, which is the Energy Information Administration. I know it's a website you know well. It's one I use when I'm like, okay, so how much do we spend on energy? You know, what's what? Where are we at in terms of en- of energy use, energy production? What's happening with prices? When I want to do, I I start there. Uh, because I figure, okay, we have to know at least what the government says the data say, and then, and then of course we always have to kick the tires because we don't always believe that the government gets the data exactly right, right? So, um, so as I look at that, is, I, I there's a there's a graphic on there. We already pay on the industrial side, twelve point six percent more for electricity than than the average state. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet you already know that in terms of industrial uses, things where, you know, where, like, people work, right? we already have higher energy costs. So you're saying this is going to add significantly more to that electricity cost? Yeah. So our report found that electricity prices would increase by about 40%. So just add 4.1 cents per kilowatt hour to the electricity bills and... That's a big problem for industries wow. like manufacturing, for mining, for logging. Just those two, those uh, for paper manufacturing and mining alone, they use 8% of the electricity that we generate in the state. A 50% renewable energy mandate would be awful for those industries. So if you work, so paper and mining are the first two you yep. named, right? Okay. So yep. so there are still, they're, they're still, there, there used to be uh, a few paper mills here on the Mississippi, up where I live in, in central Minnesota. Many of them are gone now, but there's a few still. There's a few still along the river. They would be, they would they would be ravaged by by something like this. And then and then yeah, the miners up disproportionately hurt. They'd be disproportionately hurt. The miners would be disproportionately hurt. Okay, so it's not bad enough. It's not bad enough that we have to to fight the line three battle, but we now also have to make sure that their electricity costs more because God knows we haven't done enough for Northern Minnesota yet. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, I know you, I, 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 I can sense people wanting to talk about this in terms of its impact on households and a household budget. But I yep. wanted to start on this point because I think it's impact on the places where People are earning good incomes in Minnesota, and particularly for for those of us who live in greater Minnesota. I think that impact is huge. Uh, and, and your and your report, which you co authored, co authored. Uh, I don't remember the name of your research associate, uh, but uh, about John Phelan, uh, uh, fellow economist. Uh, Mitch Rowling is your is is the third author on that. Yep. So you and Mitch and John did this report together. Um, did did you have any opportunity to to sort of try to suss out what the what the employment impact of that could possibly be? I mean, well, did, could you try you to quantify it at all? That. Yeah, yeah. So, What's that? Um, yeah, go ahead. We took the eighty billion dollars and we put that into the economic modeling software implan, which is 
you know, the industry yeah. standard. John Feeling was doing this. And we found that this, this taking this money out of the economy and funneling it into the energy sector, because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, look at all the investment that's happening in Minnesota. Look at all these clean energy jobs. But really, all you're doing is taking money from the rest of the economy and funneling it into the energy sector by adding wind and solar, which are less efficient than other forms of electricity. And John found that, you know, using the software that is standard among economists, it would destroy almost 21,000 jobs and reduce Minnesota's GDP by $3 billion annually. Wow. So we are we are approximately a, a, a $360 billion economy. So that's a 1% loss. It's hard to convince people that a 1% loss, annual loss, is that big a deal. But that is a de- decreasing your living standards. So that that's a decrease in living standards. But it's but the, the the point you make and the point that this makes, and this is this is one of the reasons why I was so attracted to this because I thought it was extraordinarily clever of the three of you to decide to go to implant and try to model out what's that impact on people's income? How many jobs do we lose? Okay. Um, so they talk. So you talked about the seven thousand. So renew. I, I'm just reading from the, the. I think this is in the executive summary of the report. The renewable yeah. energy advocates claim the renewable energy industry has created seven thousand two hundred forty-one jobs in Minnesota, although most of them are temporary construction jobs. I'm going to shorten this up. But the the economic modeling software Implan, which I know John uses, I use it uh, uh, as well. Uh, we do we do very similar kind of work. Uh, shows higher energy electricity prices from renewable energy will destroy twenty thousand nine hundred and fifty more permanent jobs through twenty fifty. Higher electricity prices in the short term nuclear scenario would result in a loss of thirteen thousand nine hundred sixteen sixteen jobs. Would you talk about those particular scenarios where you have a long-term nuclear, a short-term nuclear, and, 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 and how you did that? Yeah, absolutely. So we didn't want to just dump on a renewable energy mandate. We wanted to give people our, our alternatives. Sorry. Um, and nuclear power is by far the most reliable and affordable source of CO2-free electricity along with large hydroelectric power. So the thing about that is Minnesota has had a ban on new nuclear power plants since 1994. So I just ran the numbers last night. Um, there is Korean Electric Power hooked up a new type of nuclear power plant to the grid. And once that thing goes online, that one power plant will generate more electricity than wind in Minnesota. Um, so the, the opportunity for nuclear power in Minnesota would be immense. And the fact that we don't allow it to happen is something that we wanted to show lawmakers has very serious consequences. And, you know, you see Governor Walls, you see the House DFLers saying, well, climate change is an existential crisis, and, you know, those mean Republicans don't care about the children because they don't want to vote for this winded solar mandate, when really it's the people in the Walls administration, it's the people in the House that said, no, we're not going to lift the ban on nuclear power, and they don't allow large hydroelectric power that is in abundant supply in Canada. We could just import it from over the border. They don't want to let that count either. So they say they care about this you know, existential crisis, but they refuse to allow the most cost-effective ways of generating CO2-free electricity to even be built or counted toward the standard in Minnesota. So we just wanted to show this is really bad public policy. This wind and solar mandate is basically the worst way you could achieve this goal. Right. So right now, I mean, here's so here's the thing for me. I I I, I often try to get people to say, okay, so tell me when enough's enough. And I always so I begin with usually the question to to everyone because you're not a you're not advocating that the, the state should be a hundred percent coal. Right, you're not advocating that the that that the that the state should go back to to building additional coal-fired plants. You're talking about hydro. You're talking about nuclear. Okay, there are issues with the disposal of spent nuclear fuel rods. Okay, we're all we're all quite aware of that, and I can understand some some I can understand some uh, uh, some heartburn over over that question, particularly if they're talking about leaving leaving it in your county. All right, good. But we have 
we have two we have two large nuclear plants, right? Monticello, yep. Prairie Island. I live I live not very far from the Monticello plant. And and there's talk about closing it down, what are we going to do with you know what happens then? They currently produce 23% of the state's electricity, right? Those two plants. Yep. Coal in this state has gone from 53% to 37% of electricity production. That is, uh, Isaac, to what extent do you think that is because of mandates, and to what extent do you think that's because coal's just becoming more expensive to use? Because I, I keep reading that coal somehow is is changing in the mix for market reasons rather than the mandates. To what What do you say when people say that? I think that is completely wrong, and it's really easy to disprove that notion. So when you look at the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission data, uh, every power plant, every utility has to submit their cost data to FERC. And when you look at the cost of a megawatt hour of electricity from a coal-fired power plant, let's, get, let's say Sherco, right? Yep. It's $30 per megawatt hour. That is the cheapest electricity you're basically going to get. So the, the thing about it is Excel Energy and other publicly owned utilities, but mostly Excel, they don't make money off of depreciated coal plants because they're a regulated utility. So their guaranteed profits go down when they use these depreciated assets. So they have a vested interest in, you know, um, trying to shut them down as you know, soon as possible so they can build newer um, generation assets and therefore increase their profits. So is... the thing about the coal plants is they generate power around the clock. When we had the polar vortex, the wind wasn't blowing. So not only is wind more expensive, even Bloomberg New Energy Finance says the cost of new wind is $38 a megawatt hour. I don't believe that. I think it's too low. They wouldn't even share their assumptions with me because I think they're BS. But uh, right off the bat, right on its face, that's incorrect. And... Uh, the fact that wind is 24% more expensive and you can't depend on it, it's it's totally mandates, it's totally subsidies that are eroding the market share of coal-fired power plants, natural gas power plants, and nuclear plants. And I, I don't think you can make a intellectually um, intellectually honest argument otherwise. All right. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. We're gonna put you on hold for a minute here, Isaac, sure. because we need we need to do some we need to do some commercial. Uh, we need to pay a couple bills. But when I come back, if you don't believe Isaac, if you think this is just because you know the the center is some right wing nutso place, I'm gonna quote you another study that came out within three weeks of of Isaac's that has almost the same conclusion. I'm gonna read you an abstract. So you think it's bad when I read char- do charts and graphs on radio? Get when I'm actually reading papers on the air. It's kind of crazy stuff. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. Hey, this is Rob Spirell, CEO of Bosley. Our solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. With one text, we'll show you, for free, how great your hair could look. Get your absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off by texting SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. 
No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. I had never been a trader. I hadn't even really studied a whole lot. And so I was, I was brand new to this. My name's Sam. I'm a student with OTA. Tell me why you decided to take classes from Online Trading Academy. I just was kind of at a crossroads. I wanted to uh, look for my next business opportunity, and uh, financial markets had always just kind of appealed to me. Actually, what's nice about everything here with OTA, they can teach you to trade with very small amounts of money uh, and really build everything up from the ground floor. So you really don't need a lot of money to get going with this. Really amazing instructors. How has Online Trading Academy changed your life? I'm a little bit more in control of my destiny going forward. I'm not quite as worried about contract to contract to know that I have some other sources of income. Join us for a free investing class by calling pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. I'm looking for some, looking for some something in a in a pa- this paper I'm trying to read right now. Doggone it! Just went too going too going too fast all the time. We're talking to Isaac Orr, policy fellow at the at the Center of the American Experiment. Um, follow him on Twitter at the Fracking Guy. Okay, this is marginally to do with fracking not really about fracking this is just about the cost of energy mandates in that they're very expensive and so so i wanted to re- i'm going to read you this because it was funny this comes across my uh this comes across off off a uh, uh some economics blog i'm reading and it's a piece this is from and i'm not sure you've seen this isaac but i've 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 tweeted it at you just in the last Five minutes. So if you've got your if if you've got a something besides your phone that you're listening to right now, uh, you can see what I'm talking about. This is the Energy Policy Institute, at the University of Chicago. So this yep. is not this is not this is not a this is not a think tank. This is not 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 sponsored uh, research, as best I can tell. It looks like it's done just by three researchers, uh, two at Chicago and one who actually works for Amazon, which I found interesting. Uh, do renewable portfolio standards deliver? RPS are the largest, perhaps most popular climate policy in the U.S., having been enacted by 29 states and D.C. Uh, the estimates indicate seven years after passage of, a, of a, an RPS program, the required renewable share of generation is 1.8 percentage points higher, and average retail electricity prices are 1.3 kilowatts hour uh, per kilowatt hour, or 11 percent higher. For 12 years after adoption, 4.2 percentage point increase in share, 2 cent per kilowatt hour, 17 percent increase in cost. That sets, and I'm just I'm doing this in shorthand. The cost per metric ton of carbon dioxide reduced is more than $130 in every specification they tried. They, they didn't take the high number of 460 and say that's the number. They ran several specifications. They said it's never smaller than 130 All right, so I'm an economist. I teach, my, I teach my students that economics is basically three things, self-interest, there's no such thing as a free lunch, and marginal benefit equals marginal cost. Right, I tell them if you figure out those three things, you're well on your way to being an economist. Now, I know I know Isaac to be, be you know maybe didn't. Tr- Did you get your degree in economics? I thought I remember it being political science. What was your degree in? Yeah, political science, the geology <laughs> emphasis as well. Oh, awesome. Okay, okay, but you 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 buy that marginal benefit, marginal cost principle, right? Yep. Yeah. So here, right. 
if the marginal cost of taking a ton of carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere is $130, what's your best guess of what the, what the benefit of taking that carbon dioxide? It's not like you're going to say we should leave all that carbon dioxide in the air. But what do you think the benefit of that is? So it's the Minnesota Public Utilities Commission tried to quantify that exact same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And they did that in a proceeding called the social cost of carbon. So according oh. to the Minnesota PUC, in 2050, the economic damages, you know, they try to say, well, CO2 is a pollutant, so therefore it's going to cause some damages. Um, I don't necessarily buy that, but they, the PUC said the cost would range from $15.20 to $69.48. So under no circumstance does it pass a cost-benefit analysis to reduce our CO2 emissions, at least with... Oh, I, I wish I had, a, I wish I had the, a, a sounder where I could just give you the bell ring, okay? That's exactly the answer Bam. I wanted. Bam! That's it! That's exactly right. Okay? There is no... Okay, your study... Did you actually come up with a, a, a cost per metric ton? I, I, I don't yeah, recall. Okay, and what was your number? 135. And they come up with 130. Yeah, uh, and, and, and on the low end, four sixty on the high end. Yes. Uh, so, so here's two studies back to back. Okay, and and this one, this one, uh, I'm gonna I I've pulled down the exact paper, uh, and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go check one more time just to be sure that there's I'm looking to see uh, whether what kind of what kind of help they got. They had an NSF graduate research fellow. And the total MIT Energy Fellowship, uh, and 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 so this was NSF-sponsored research, National Science Foundation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. That doesn't sound that doesn't sound like it came from some crazed right-wing think tank. But you guys are doing the same thing because you guys didn't do anything other than what any one of us doing this kind of research would do. Yep. Absolutely. That's, that, I mean, it's it's good work, Isaac, and I, I, I absolutely love it. What has been the response? I mean, I know I only got you for a few more minutes. I want to make sure yeah. I hear from you. What do, what kind of response have you gotten? You actually were able to get published some, some things and, and had some recognition in the Star Tribune recently. Uh, would you talk about that and then maybe what re- reaction state policymakers have had to this research that you've published? Yeah, so um, I wish it had more impact on the uh, the House because they passed recently a 100 percent by 2050 carbon free mandate. But I do think that we're having we've had a really good response among uh, you know moderates, conservatives because they understand that this is going to increase their bottom line. There's a really good video that summarizes our report on YouTube called Minnesota Madness. Um, so that just is a, basically a four and a half minute version of the paper. But oh, awesome! Um, you know, we've had a lot of people come out. I've had a lot of engineers reach out to me and say, "Hey, I really appreciate your paper." Uh, there's a lot of misinformation about the cost of renewables going around, and it makes total sense. The only reason people build wind and solar is because it's mandated and subsidized. So you have all of these organizations that are promoting renewable energy in the state. They have multi-million dollar budgets. And here, you know, we did the same thing that NSF did, or people with NSF grants, with three guys sitting around trying to figure out how to conduct a study like this. So it's been overwhelmingly positive, and it's been very exciting to, to get that kind of response. Well, I, I, first of all, I wanted, I wanted to congratulate you and, and, and John and, and Mitch for, for doing such great work. I mean, it's, it, it really... I mean, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by the quality of this report, and uh, wanted wanted to make sure you had seen this. But then, when I then we agreed to do this before that that University of Chicago study came out, and so I'm like, like, oh yep. my goodness. Okay, so but I wanted you to also have, if I, I want you to take a, a moment more to talk about this other point that, and, and I don't want to accuse any particular company, but I want to, but but let's do this in general terms. The industry that builds power plants be them be they wind solar coal nuclear yep. whatever are receiving benefits for building new plants because of depreciation would you take a minute can you in one minute explain to my listeners why how that happens yes so 
everyone thinks that, you know, power companies are private companies that have to do things like cut costs in order to make a profit. This is untrue. They're actually government-approved monopolies that are guaranteed to make a profit on every single dollar that they spend. So as an asset depreciates, they don't make as much profit on it. So over time, you know, when you pay off the mortgage on your house, it's the cheapest and best place to live. But for a power plant, that incentive is, or for a power company, that incentive is exactly opposite. So they want to shut down good, reliable, affordable plants and build new, expensive ones because it pads their profit. Wow, that was that was so well done. You actually took my surprise. You hit the you hit the you hit the uh, mark right on it. One minute, uh, Isaac. It's always great to talk to you. Uh, I think that's a very, very great education for our folks to have. We're going to talk a little bit more about this rent-seeking behavior in just a little bit after you go. But thank you so much for the work. I wish you a a great day, and and, uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Anytime, James. All right. Thank you, Isaac. That's Isaac Gore from the Senate American Experiment. We will be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Better Together, the exciting daily half-hour talk show by women and for women in all seasons of life. Each day, host Lori Crouch welcomes popular women in ministry, music, entertainment, and more. It's good friends like Christine Kane, Carrie Job, Victoria Osteen, Lisa Harper, Dee Dee Freeman, Holly Wagner, and many more. So grab a cup of coffee, settle back in your favorite easy chair, and join Lori and friends as they sit down for fun, faith, and some powerful conversations about relevant issues all women talk about. Relationships, addiction, identity, no topic is off limits. Better Together is real friends getting together for real conversations. It's more than just a TV show. It's your daily destination for love, friendship, encouragement, and community. It's Better Together, weekdays 1.30 Eastern, 10.30 Pacific, only on TBN. Text TOGETHER to 316-316 to join in. That's TOGETHER to 316-316, and we'll see you real soon. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. I am proud to be associated with Mike Murphy with EXP Realty. Now, it's a name that's familiar to some of you, but it's not our Mike Murphy. It's our new Mike Murphy. Mike, it is great to have you here. Thanks, Lee. We are excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. Now, tell me, what makes EXP Realty different? EXP is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. A lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and overpromises of many real estate agents. We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you will speak to me or my wife, Sharon, not an inexperienced team member. So if they want to speak to you or your wife, Sharon, how do they get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. It's that simple. If you're thinking about selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with eXp Realty. 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, Business 1440. Now it 
It is it is really quite a stunning story to read. You know, two papers come out within a month of each other saying basically the same thing. Based on public estimates of the social cost. And this is the social cost of, of carbon. Done by people who who no one would call climate deniers. Public Utility Commission of the State of Minnesota, which is hoping for, hoping for this, you know, 100% renewable energy mandate. Um, a governor that wants this, uh, and now one one half of the legislature that wants this. Um, for the, for them to push this, and then t- to have two different papers come out and say the cost is significantly higher than the benefits that are that have been estimated. Now, if you believe, uh, if you believe that in fact the 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 world's going to come to an end in twelve years, as uh, the people who have supported the Green New Deal suggest, then. There's no point in us trying to estimate the social cost of carbon. It's it, it, it's because uh, that cost becomes infinite I- at the moment of your death, right? Um, so people will pay any price, I guess, to do that. Um, I will tell you, I found the paper. I found the paper on um, uh, for from the University of Chicago study. From a from a site that talks about energy policy by someone who who is, I wouldn't call her uh, I wouldn't call her an alarmist, but she's at minimum a warmest. She was you know this is someone that works for Axios, uh, which is I I, cons- I consider them uh, center to center left. Not they're not really they're not really center left or sort of traditional liberal. They they played a little more down the middle than most places. So and and should be credited for that. Nonetheless. Uh, they're certainly not a they're certainly not a center right organization. The impact of these decisions, though, are significant. And I just want you to to hear a, a a somewhat related story. This is from California. This was written uh, back in February, but I want but I I saw it just recently reported out. Okay, PG and E Pacific Gas and Electric. Okay, the company that that provides electricity to homes in in most of in California, in many parts of California, um, could shut off power to more than five million customers when extreme weather conditions are ripe for wildfires to break out. The company said it's an expansion of the company's previous power shutoff program, which only let the company turn off power to about half a million customers. Well, only half a million customers. Well, I guess that's not so bad. But it's like, what? What are you doing? Several power companies submitted their required wildfire mitigation plans to California regulators this week. Of course, you remember the wildfires last year, which wiped out the city of Paradise, California, led to led to several led to several deaths. Okay, and just completely obliterated a city. Okay, they've been blamed for those fires, and PG&E declared bankruptcy to get protection from a series of lawsuits that are likely to fall when it turned out that they were told, well, the fault really lies with them. So they have, of course, a public utility commission, just like Minnesota does, and they are now going. They are going to that public utility commission saying. We want permission from you to cut off up to 5 million people from any electricity whatsoever from our, from our source because if we, use our, if we use our distribution system or we use our, our production system, we may end up causing more wildfires. In 2018, okay, they now want a plan and so this was the thing, right? They cut off 570,000. They had a plan that allowed them to cut off 570,000 customers in 2018. This year, they want to cut off everybody. They want to be able to shut down their entire grid. So when they say they want to reduce 5 million people, it's like, well, how many do they have? The answer is they have about 5 million. They want to cut them all off. 
Well, it will be only a last resort, they say. It wouldn't consider it off... Sh- cut, and the company stressed it wouldn't consider shutting off power to all customers at once, the Chronicle reported. So think about this. Okay? Think about what Isaac just said in that one-minute brilliant summary. When you are a regulated utility... You get coverage, you get a rate set by your public utility commission to cover the entire cost of your production. Not just the cost of actually making a kilowatt hour of energy, but it includes all of your overhead cost. If you have a if you build a new plant, the cost of building that plant is spread over a series of years through depreciation, just like a private business does. And that depreciation gets built into the rate that the, that the Public Utility Commission lets you charge. And then it says, you and only you can charge that price. You are a monopolist. We will tell you what your price is. And oh, by the way, your price can cover all the costs of production, including any new assets you build. Oh, by the way, we want those to be, we want those to be, caught the things that are highly supported. So, I want you to think about this. You are a you you have money uh, at at, at PG and E that you've gotten from rate from from utility customers. You have let's say a let's say you have a hundred billion dollars. You would. You would be happy to build a coal-fired plant because it produces electricity cheaper, but PUC won't let you do that. It says, well, we want you to build a wind, build a wind farm, or we want you to build solar panels. And you say, but it's more expensive. That's okay. You can put the price in. But we'll ha- when we build those and we replace those power plants, when we build those wind and solar plants, they're going to cost... They're going to cost us that $100 billion. That's okay. We'll let you charge the entire $100 billion in higher rates to your, to your customers. Cool. Let's do that. What do you think happens when they go to the PUC and say, we need to increase rates because we've discovered that there are lots of tree branches laying over our, laying over our electricity distribution lines or transmission lines? And we need to spend ten billion dollars on removing those plant, removing those branches. Whoa! So you're not building any more solar? No. Are you building any more windmills? No. So what are you going to do? We're going to cut tree branches. Rate increase denied. Doesn't support the goals of uh, of clean energy. It doesn't support needs of Minnesota and our te- and our ratepayers have to have to have reasonable prices for their electricity. Le- well, they come back and say uh, our branches they caught fire during high winds and uh, a city burned down and we're going to get sued for tons of money. We had to file for bankruptcy. Oh, okay. Well, we need money to cut those branches down. But in the meantime, we need to turn off the electricity to all all of our customers, potentially, so that we don't get sued again. And what do you think the PUC in California is going to say? Now they're stuck. They can either give you permission not to use the electricity at all, which... If you believe in the Green New Deal, are you going to be really all that sad that uh, some people are going to get cut off from their electricity? Or are you going to say, well, maybe we should pass another rate increase so you can hurry up the process of getting the, of clearing that, that dead wood off of the transmission lines and fixing transmission lines and making sure that they're safer? Maybe you should do that instead. Who knows? I don't know what they're going to do, but I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Um, when they're having those wildfires, I lived in California for a decade. When they're having those wildfires, it's not 55 and low humidity. 
It's pretty miserable hot out, and the wind that's blowing is a hot wind. So it's just saying, hey, turn off the lights and open. To cook, right? When it's time to make dinner. You know what you know what happens then? You know what you do if you're in California? You fire up the you fire up the barbecue. How much I've been wondering how much air pollution comes off of, of hibachis. Just curious. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, I'm Alyssa with Business 1440, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we've had for over eight years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of our partner schools. It's that simple. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. So, some people may have listened to this last hour of the King Banyan Show and thought to themselves, so he's one of these climate deniers, right? So, and I want to be very, very clear with you. I'm not, I don't think Isaac is. I don't think, I'm pretty sure Andrew's not. Um, I don't, I don't think any of us, you know, are, are saying that climate doesn't, that, that there isn't any validity to the claims that, uh, that, uh, 
the economy is, uh, or excuse me, that the, the planet is getting warmer. I mean, there's there's pretty there's pretty good evidence on that. Here's the thing. All right, are humans part of the cause of it? I would I would say I'd venture to say yes. Are they the entire cause of it? I'd venture to say no. If I if if you want to ascribe one hundred percent of the of the issue to humans, you are a long way from proving that point. Okay, I don't know what the percentage is, and honestly, I really don't care because it gets it gets to my third question, or my third point. It's not even suppose I stipulate to you that the entire the entire cause of of whatever global warming we observe, and there's significant debate over what amount it's been over what period of time and so on. I, I want to separate myself from that entire argument. Do I have an opinion about it? Yeah, but it's not worth any more than my opinion about, about who's going to win the Stanley Cup finals. I can watch, I can read, I can come up with an opinion and it has as much validity as anybody else's opinion. People who I know spend a lot more time and who have been trained arrive at different opinions too, which leads me to not to say that we don't know anything about anything, but it leads me to say, say we're not settled on how much that is. We're reasonably settled that it's greater than it was before. So sometimes we can settle on saying something qualitative even when there might be a dispute about the quantitative. And we should be comfortable with that. As human beings, we should be comfortable about that. Okay? And we can be comfortable with the fact that humans have played a role in, in that increase. Okay? Without having to come to an agreement that it's entirely humans' fault. Okay? I mean the the joke the the joke of the uh, of of the spring f- that came out of the uh, out of the uh, release of the Green New Deal was over cow flatulence. Okay, but it's worth it's worth asking yourself how many cows would exist if we did not did not consume products uh, that come from the dairy industry or from the the leather industry or so on. Would cows be extinct if it weren't for humans? My guess is probably not, but my guess is also, all right, if you love cows, if you think cows are wonderful, thank God for the dairy industry, thank God for the beef industry, thank God for the leather industry, because without those, there'd be a lot fewer of them. Because that's how markets work. When something has value, humans devote resources to protecting it, to husbanding it, to producing more of it. It's what we were talking about last week when we were talking about Julian Simon. The ultimate resource is human creativity. The human creativity to actually look at a cow and think of all the products that could be produced from one. It's it's actually pretty genius if you get right down to it. That genius is what's at, at stake here. The genius of human beings is what is why I, when I go into the global, global warming discussion with somebody, with well-meaning people who, who do not hate humanity, who want humans to live on the planet forever and ever, amen, and just want to make sure that there's a place for their great-grandchildren, um, it, it, which uh, my assurance to them is you should want more human beings on the planet, not less, because more human beings provide more brain power more brain power is what leads to is what leads to the solutions that we discover here's a very simple example for you that i that i picked up a few days ago from from one of my favorite blogs called econlog uh, at the economics at the uh, library of economics and liberty uh, website okay an economist is walking on uh, walking along the beach and is trying to get to a restaurant and and is in need of a bathroom, um, and and 
and and as a male economist, but will need to will need to be seated for in in the bathrooms, if you know what I mean. Most of the public restroom options provided by government, shall we say, leave something to be desired. He sees a he sees a, a sign, toilet here, right in a in a in a trailer that's been pulled up alongside the beach. It's a private toilet with a heated seat. It is spotless clean. What does that? Someone came in and said, if you'll give me $2, I'll let you use my trailer. And at that particular moment, that person said, hey, that's awesome. That human creativity to develop a portable, a, 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 a toilet on a trailer that is kept spotlessly clean and says, look, if you want a really clean toilet, it's going to cost you a little bit because it takes effort to do that. But here it is for you because I know there are other people are going to walk by and it's going to make it worth my time to keep the toilet clean, to drive it over here, to drive it back, and so on. And I thought to myself, the the toilet company is called Good to Go. It's awesome. And I think to myself, that is actually a pretty brilliant solution. We have the solution in place to solve climate change. It's called, it's called nuclear energy. Well, that, that might be an issue. We have one in place. It's called hydro. Well, the problem with hydro is, is that you don't, get to, you don't get to build this large depreciable asset that you can uh, pass along in rate increases. Okay, so if you, if you have, so sometimes you have to look and say, why are the solutions being pushed the way they are? And it's this union between the environmental movement on the one hand and the people that want to build those plants on the other hand and collect all that money through guaranteed rate increases on the other hand. Humans can solve the problem of, of global warming if you'll just let them. That's what it's going to take. Humans are the ultimate resource, and we'll solve it together. Thanks so much for listening today. Andrew, thanks so much. Thanks to Isaac from the Center of American Experiment. We'll be back next week for Job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Get a head start on your career while earning money to pay for college. Log on to NationalGuard.com to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station. This is Lon Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. While Democrats and Republicans argue over what to make of the Mueller report, one thing is abundantly clear from its hundreds of pages. Russian efforts to interfere in the 2016 presidential election should not have come as a surprise to anyone, let alone President Obama and others in his administration who were asleep at the switch when it happened. The Mueller report is a stinging indictment of President Obama's failure to deal forcefully and directly with the Russian threat. Russia had interfered in elections in the former Soviet republics and throughout Europe in the years leading up to 2016, and their efforts to subvert U.S. elections were known to officials as early as 2014. Other reports even suggest that national security officials who wanted a more aggressive response to Russian activities were ordered to, quote, stand down by President Obama's national security advisor, Susan Rice. There are no signs that the Russians plan to let up in their efforts to meddle in our democracy. Here's to hoping President Trump doesn't repeat the mistakes of his predecessor. I'm Lon He Chen. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Spring is finally here. You might be wondering about the condition of your roof and gutters. A lot of us had an enormous amount of snow and ice buildup, and you might be concerned if there has been any damage to your roof, possibly to your gutters as well. We'd love to give you an honest assessment, and if there's a need, we'd like to be there for you. Hi, this is Tim from the Kingdom Builders. I'm new with the team. I've been a contractor for 18 years, and when I needed a roof done for one of my customers, I called the Kingdom Builders, and I was impressed by their straightforward honesty and their abilities and the skills of their crews. God has really blessed the Kingdom Builders and opened the door for me to come and work with them. Really glad to have Tim as the newest member of our team. I'm excited to be part of the Kingdom Builders team. Give us a call at 612-900-9166, 612-900-9166. 
and find us on the web at thekingdombuilders.net. We're not salespeople. We're just great roofers. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. A worn-out battery can cause your phone to die really quickly. Don't pay to upgrade to a new phone. Let Arby's replace your old worn-out iPhone battery with a new one. We can also replace screens, cameras, and power connections so you can give your iPhone problems the boot. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.